Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. Today we're going to be interviewing Blair Green, the head of the grappling committee for Team USA Wrestling. He's going to give us some of his thoughts on how the sport of grappling can grow, how it coincides with the sport of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and just where he expects to see the sport move on in the future. So let's give it a listen and hear what he has to say. I'm the director of grappling for USA Wrestling out in California. Okay. And Rich, Rich Tato and I um, got connected by Mark Black, who is like a iconic wrestling figure out here in California. He's been like the coach at Santa Monica High School for about 40 years. Um, oddly enough, he's the wrestling coach that had the viral video of taking down the kid in the classroom. Do you remember that about two years ago? I do. The kid was the kid was like selling weed in class. Yeah, yeah that was Mark Black. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some small wrestling world stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's how we got connected because Rich used to um, live out in Santa Monica for like I think a year in high school, and then I was helping Mark Black coach for maybe three or four years, uh-huh. and. Uh, Rich has gone on to become the head official for UWW, the grappling. Okay. And is a good guy. So anytime you want insights, info, or anything like that on what UWW's plans are with grappling, you've got a direct line to it. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. So were you a wrestler first before you got into grappling, or were you a jits guy first? Yeah, you know, honestly, I only wrestled for a year in high school, and it's one of those uh-huh. things I looked back on and wish I'd have done more of. Uh, it was actually, yeah. I got into jiu-jitsu again uh, as an adult, and then made me regret not wrestling even more, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing group of people, isn't it? It is, it really is. So, yeah, I'm also late to jiu-jitsu, so I've wrestled... Um, it was really fortunate. I got to wrestle internationally in high school. Nice. My uh, the guy who started me wrestling in high school was Dan Henderson. He was my teammate, okay. and um, we were state champions as a team. And I went on to be a state champion and took second in the nationals behind Heath Sims the World Team Trials when we were kids. And um, you know, Dan's dad was the assistant coach. Uh, the USA Jet with Bob Anderson. I don't know if you've ever come across that name. No, He's kind of Bob Anderson was the um, wrestling coach for both Dan Henderson and Heath Sims, a couple of Olympians, um, Ruan Gardner, um, Randy Couture. He's just been around forever, okay. for forever and ever and ever. Um, and a wealth of knowledge. And just he's a good man. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a full fledged lifer. Uh, yeah. The whole thing. So. Yeah, and then um, and then I circled back around. I was producing some events in Portland, doing the television portion with Matt Lillen and Randy Couture called uh-huh. Sport Fight. It was called up uh, in Portland. Sport Fight. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were part of HD Net Fight, and uh, prior to HD Net, uh, we were on Bodog. We did some licensing with Bodog Fight, mm-hmm. and. We were pretty much the premier league in the Pacific Northwest, and you know Matt Lemon did a great job with developing that the Team Plus guys and that whole Northwest um, stuff that was going on up there. And uh, 
he pretty much introduced me to grappling. He was like, hey, have you heard of this? You can, you know, you want to do something with the, uh, with the uh, regional? And I never heard of it before. I'm like, nah, I think we're good. You know, and we circle back around to it. And I just, I fell in love with this whole mentality of the wrestler of, you know, the old style wrestling had pretty much one gear and one way of problem solving, which was that banging wrestling, you know, kind of that Iowa style. Yeah. You know, I mean, Oklahoma State had a little bit more slick stuff, but it was mostly like, you know, the Minnesota and the Iowa's and like the hard wrestling. And it really occurred to me later in life and taking on martial arts that sometimes you're going to need to go around the wall instead of through the wall, yeah. you know? And that's really what was exposed to me in, in JIT. And I just, I loved it, you know? And I, I got involved specifically with USA or going like this. If we could bring the problem solving of jujitsu to the wrestling mentality, you know, there's many, many, many ways to, to solve a problem, you know? And then bring some of that hard grind um, of the wrestling practice and that control and breaking a person to the jiu-jitsu world, both, both sides benefit, you know, hugely. And that's kind of where the whole conversation began, you know, and Rich and I got together from there and started trying to move the rock with USA Wrestling. Where are we hoping to see grappling go? Like, what's our... What's the plan for it? Where's it gonna go? What's it gonna do? What what purpose is it gonna serve in the overall the broader grappling community? Within the community, within USA wrestling, nationally, internationally. Yeah, nationally and internationally. Where do we see it going? Mm, okay. Well I'll tell you the first thing as you observe, you know, is um, we've got a lot of work to do. You know, we've got a lot, a lot of work to do. Um, I think that because of the UWW connection, um, we have the opportunity to move the ball internationally in a significant way, um, unbiased. You know, so without the IBJJF plant to it or the NABJJF or, you know, it's kind of like it's specifically for sport. So that's kind of a big deal, and that's what Rich and I are really um, are moving toward. Now, our challenge is getting the no-gi world involved in grappling, one, to even know that it exists, you know? So that's a marketing effort. Yeah. And then to explain the rules and to get people to participate. Now, one of the things that we've been doing um, is we're trying to take down the cost of tournaments. So, like what I found very, very early on in my jiu-jitsu experience, so I've done a couple of uh, world tournaments, and I found it was very expensive and that it really doesn't seem to care about the athlete as much as keeping the gears moving, you know? So I've seen people that don't have any matches at all. You know, you get your medal, pat on the butt, a T-shirt, and they send you home for 120 bucks. With the wrestling community, you know, especially through little kids and then summertime program, it's kind of like kids wrestled all the time, 
tons of tournaments. It was every weekend you're going, you're going to a tournament, right? Yeah. And I hadn't experienced that in the grappling world. And I didn't know if that was an ego thing in jujitsu of like, we don't want people to see what we've got or we've got secret moves and we save it to the world or Pan Am. You know, I just didn't know the culture. So now I've been in this community, I guess, about four years, um, you know, five years, four years, pretty hardcore. And um, I'm seeing that it's a lot about opportunity, especially in the no-gi world, you know, because the no-gi is almost like they're ahead of stepchild as well in jujitsu, right? Not a lot of, you know, getting a no-gi class maybe offered twice a week you know, maybe three times a week in a jiu-jitsu school, you know. Um, so creating opportunities for that. So the first thing that we look to do is bring down the cost of competition and make more competitions available. Um, so that, that was one. And what we'd like to do domestically is to build this program out through, you know, the key state, you know, where people are very, very active. You know, and we can kind of follow the model of some of what Naga has done, you know. And I think what's really great, like the fight to win and them going to markets where there's a community and a market for it, uh-huh. you know. And us kind of piggybacking on that and going and supporting it. So I think through competition, more people getting out there and getting that time, different looks, you know, building that community, it's only going to serve to make better athletes in the long run, you know. Um, and whether that be their choosing to go to IBJJF World for the prestige or their training for the EBI style, you know, sub only, that, that's a big part. Um, the next part about that is we really need to market more the opportunity for travel teams and international travel through USA Wrestling and UWW. So, Without you having experiences as a kid, the wrestling tournament for me, and again, I was very fortunate. You know, I mean, I, I, I tied a team and all that kind of stuff and was training with Olympians in high school. Uh-huh. Um, I made these travel teams, you know, for the nationals and stuff like that, where it was little to no money out of my pocket, you know partially because I was sponsored and partially because I was doing really well. Um, and that was pretty, uh, it was not just cool, it was an indelible mark that was left on me as a person in my development. So going to camp and competing at nationals, you know, for two weeks in the summer, going to Russia to Olympic training uh, center for three weeks, you know, going, I ended up when I was at Oklahoma traveling for the summertime uh, teaching camp you know that was the first time in high school with no adult supervision no parental supervision of me going out to Vegas to Oklahoma to Iowa you know uh, for these trips and you're just surrounded by a bunch of like minded people who want to be the best in the country and eventually the best in the world right so I think that if we make that available to the grappling world and let them know, and when I say the grappling world, I'm saying all of the no gi people, you know, the the gi people as well, if they want to come in, in any of our Matt brothers and sisters, you know what I mean? Hey, did you know this was available? Did you know that this can happen? 
and especially right now, because of the, the such low turnout and participation, you could win this spot to go to Belarus. You know? And that, and that for me, is, is pretty dope. You know, I don't know if you've seen the, um, the piece. I think it is it the Indiana guy or is it Missouri? The National Guard kid? Yeah, he's That's Indiana. going to compete. You know, to me, to be able to say that you represented the United States in a in a competition, international competition, that that's pretty. It's pretty dope. You know, it's kind of a big deal, and and like, regardless of how you get there, getting there is an accomplishment because it's so few times as an adult that we are ever afforded the chance to be acknowledged for doing anything. It's pretty much our only report card is money, you know, and that's a pretty shoddy report card, you know. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know what I'm saying? So, like, to get out there and to make a team and you come back to work and you said, dude, I just spent the last week in, in, in the FSU or I just was down in California at this. You know what I mean? I think that's a, it's kind of a cool thing. Um, so I want to, we're really putting effort to put that out more. Um, the next thing that I wanted to tell you specifically as part of that is we are doing, I teamed up with uh, Dan Hubler, um, he's part of the Nawaza guys. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, Dan has been a staple in the grappling community and the NOV community. Um, I mean, from lifestyle, you know, brands to uh, tournaments and all of that kind of stuff. He's part of the Dream Organization. He's been doing the showdown. Um, yeah, he's so, got that slick hair. Yeah, right? <laughs> and, and he's a really, he's just a cool guy. He's a really good guy, you know? And uh, he reached out to me a couple of years ago and told me, hey, Anthony Califano told me you're going to be the tournament guy. And I'm like, yeah, man, let's, let's talk. You know what I mean? And if you're in the world, I'm in the world, let's talk. How can we support each other? And we developed a friendship. And then I told him about what we're doing at uh, Cerritos College. And I says, what do you think about this? Would you want to work with us in doing a sub-only tournament coupled at the same time that we're doing the grappling tournament? And the idea being that, you know, the sub only, I love it. I think it's so cool. I think that the people that are involved with it are so cool. It's still got that underground, you know, the birth of something new, kind of like, you know, I, I keep thinking about it when I was at the Taps for Taps event at the Nawaza uh, warehouse. It was like, we filmed that in 360. And the whole reason for doing the 360 is because I told my producing partner, I think that the people that are involved in that community are just as interesting, if not more interesting than the matches. You know? And it kind of felt like the Dogtown and Z-Boys documentary, like the birth of skateboarding or the birth of snowboarding. You know? It's kind of like, oh, there's this cool thing that's happening. So we're doing a sub-only tournament, and then we're doing a $20 add-on to compete in grappling. So we're doing it kind of as a loss leader, and you know I wouldn't okay. take that act not not like a marketing term, 
but like you're doing it to expose people to grapple. Gotcha. Because they, you know, I said, hey, come over here and check out Information Soda. Do this thing. And if you want to compete in grappling, we're going to do a cash prize on that as well. Just to give you a chance to get in there and, and try it out. We did the grappling event last year's state championship. And, you know, we had Hulk Barbosa come out, a couple of his Atos brothers. It was like some good, good high quality guy. So again, we're doing it on a very grassroots level. You know, I'm actually going out to I said just about every uh, BJJ school in Southern California, just letting them know that we're here. You know, and get out on the mat and roll with them, and and say, oh, okay, we're same thing. You know, same people. I get it. So that's something we're doing. And we've got uh, Risen. We're flying him out. Risen is our UWW grappling president. Um, he's based out in Russia. So any anything that's happening, anything that's happening in our grappling world, he's the he's the man that was the final where the buck stops, right? So we're flying him out, and um, we're going to talk to him about considering a sub-only style of grappling under UWW. So I thought that would be something that would be really cool. It, it would be neat. So my, my question, I guess, with that would be, why make that move for a, a sub-only type tournament? Would that be like a, a one-and-done on occasion? Would it uh, go towards anything? Is it like its own special event? Like, what would... Well, Here's for me, and this is something that Matt Lindland and I had a conversation about years ago. You know, and I actually ran into Matt at IBJJF World, and he was competing. And he's like, "I don't care what you're doing. If you're on the mat, it's good for you. You know, because it's all first cousins. So we want to have people that are highly proficient all the way through. With the sub only, I got to tell you." I just think it's really cool. I think it's extremely fan-friendly. Everything that you ever heard, you know, Eddie Bravo talk about and all this kind of stuff. And I think that it opened the door a little bit wider, you know, because with our approach and what we're looking to do, I would like to have the best all-around grappler. And when I say grappler, I mean somebody that goes out on the mat and tussles, you know, wrestler, judoka, I don't care what it is. It says, you know, get out on the mat and let's create that competition. You know? Okay. If we could, I, I don't know if you saw, but that Russian, uh, the clip of that Russian event that yeah. just happened, the one the flow grappling, those guys are getting after it. You know? The Dagestani kids and all that, they were getting after it. We're not sending the best of the best that's here in the United States to go compete against those people. That's yeah. true. You know? So how do we change that? And I think we do it by trying to figure out a way to make it more inclusive to people and again to let those people know hey, did you know you could take this international trip and represent the United States? So you, know? you guys we got here. A... I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm listening. Uh, I was just going to say, have you guys ever uh, taken the time 
uh, or had the opportunity, I guess, to go and talk to some of these high-level competitors within the BJJ community, like uh, some of these people who are doing EBI or Metamoris or things like that, uh, or even just IBJJF uh, world champs who are known for submitting people. Uh, we ever has there ever been any approach to these people to see if they would get on board with Grand? Yeah, Africa? yeah, absolutely. So I'm when I when I tell you, Jared, that I'm in it. Like I, I'm in it. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with the Church Boys and and what Jake Harmon's been doing down yeah. in Costa Mesa. So I, I go down in a frequent little chain with them and producing a documentary about them, uh, not just the high school team, but, you know, their faith-based thing and what he's been doing, you know, with Humalo and with, you know, I mean, you can run down the list. Of, you know, the top BJJ guys are coming in there to work on their wrestling. And sure. that is a, quint- a quintessential thing of what I'm talking about, right? That merging of our wrestling grit and hard practice and position married with the BJJ mentality. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm down in there and I'm, and I'm talking with those guys. But, yeah, I mean, realistically, we have to keep in mind that a number of those guys are in the super fight mentality, Right. Right. So it's like, uh, no, I, I want 50 grand. You know, I, I'm going to go compete for 10 grand over here. I'm going to go across the sea and get 25, 30, 40, 50 grand over there. You know, and like I said, we're not we're not in that space to do that. Um, okay. However, what I think does make sense is to get their students, right, to right. say, hey, here, here's another chance. Get on the mat. Go test it out. Go see what you got. You know? This is, so this is how you develop that ability to be this marquee showman. Right? And I believe that, and no disrespect to the, the other organizations, but it's like they seem to be pretty much focused on the Brazilians, the Southern California community and a little bit of what Lloyd Irvin's doing, you know what I mean? And this handful of schools, boom. And that's what it's about. Right? Where, where I'm saying, if we can get Risen on board, he's at the event and says, oh, this is cool. I get it. I see what's going on here in California and the U.S. Right? Let's put a bigger push at that. Right? And then we're getting those same level competitors going to the UWW World Champion World Championship, and then we're building that international community. I mean, you think at our world we had 28 countries represented, you know? Yeah. And obviously Russia, Russia is in the FSU. Those guys are, are they're tough. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're they tough. There's still a lot of those UFC UFC fighters coming out of there and all that kind of stuff. So that, that's the goal. You know, that, that's what we're looking at pushing. Um, the other thing that we're doing I think is a little unique is uh, I'm a big fan of just our people in general. You know, I, I noticed that going to jiu-jitsu tournament, immediately the first thing I noticed is that there were pretty girls there, you know, and that everybody was a lot more friendly and kind of like... Um, to me, I related it with our summer program, like Greco-Roman tournament. Everybody's 
So in the wrestling, it's like very super alpha male, you know, kind of like her all the time. Sure. And, and these are my people, you know. Whereas at the jiu-jitsu event, I was like, wow, this is cool. You make friends real easy and everything's very open. So that's something that we are looking to build upon. And we're bringing in kind of like want to make it more lifestyle events as well. So it's something that you go to and you're like, that was really cool. So we're like bringing in live DJs. You know, of course, we're going to have, you know, the acai vendors and the Brazilian food vendors and things like that. Um, I just reached out to my girl over at ASICS and say, hey, I want to introduce you to this whole different community of people. Um, and reaching out to OTM, all this kind of stuff. And kind of making it a little bit more, you know. Um, well-run tournament, win some money, get out of there, but also, like, it doesn't feel like a burden like you're sitting in a hot gym all, all, all day, you know? Right. I gotcha. Real quick, then, you were talking about doing a lot of uh, upping the amount of tournaments that you were doing. Uh, having, yeah. Having, like, a, a traveling team, which I, I think is a, an awesome idea. With the upping the amount of tournaments, I know because uh, in order to qualify for Worlds, there has to be like the national team tryouts. Uh, mm-hmm. If enough tournaments were able to come on, would there end up being like uh, regional tryouts as well? And then regional winners go on to the national tournaments or? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're on, the, on the right track there. But again, I just like, I wanna, be practical with it and I want to put one foot in front of the other and not try to um, say we're going to do this and you know I'm not a politician you know what I mean so I want to say here's what we're going to do let's do quality events and let's go into these markets where people want to come out and get on the mat so that's our, our number one goal you know with USA Wrestling we're a 501 this is not like um, this is not like the you know, the cash cow, you know what I mean? Right. So our whole mandate is to get people improve their lives with putting them on the mat. So where I, so, where are some of those places you think you might want to go then, outside of like the well, the Southern California area? So I tell you, the next place that we're looking at is going to be Chicago, um, for a couple of reasons. One, we've been seeing there's some traction happening in Chicago. We have resources in Chicago. Um, you know, uh, USA Wrestling Illinois is a, it's one of the powerhouses. It's actually the powerhouse right now in the country for wrestling. So we have access to our nets and the Fox and all of that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And the BJJ community and the what's going on. I think there's a thing coming up this month, actually. Uh, submission only. Uh, tournament, you know, I'm just seeing a lot of traction there. Yeah, they're and, having uh, their fight to win event out there this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's another thing too. Um, Richard just sent it out to me, so I think that's the next place we're going to go. Um, California for me is because I'm based out here, so I want to get up to Northern California. I was just at our USA uh, California board meeting this last weekend, and it was asked again, "Hey, man." what are you going to do about bringing something up here? So we're thinking in the San Francisco um, East Bay area uh, will be coming up as well. Um, the other thing that's pretty cool, so I was just uh, 
talking with Mark Munoz. Mark Munoz is now heading up our um, Future Olympians program. Oh, awesome. Yeah, very, very cool. And one of the things that he's done is he's developed curriculum. You know, and it was specifically they were talking on the wrestling side about coaches not really having, um, some of them not having a substantial base. It's just kind of parents that have gotten involved and they needed somebody and that's that, right? So kind of like, hey, here is a curriculum and we want your kids to get out on the mat when they're ready and competing with people at their level. Well, Mark also developed that a wrestling for jiu-jitsu and a wrestling for MMA curriculum. And we want to start making that available uh, to some of the DJJ schools. You know, okay. uh, and this is—I think it will make an impact. I'm saying, oh, like we know what we know, you know. He says, but there's also these fundamentals of the sport. Like a wrestler just doesn't know some basic fundamentals of gym, right? Sure. Like basic hip escapes, like our basic, basic, basic. You know what I mean? Like, you should know this, or you just need to know it. Right. So, that same thing. Yeah, so I think that's something that will also make an impact. And we were literally just on, uh, we did emails late last night with the guys, and like, hey, how do you want to roll this out, and all this kind of stuff. Um, So that's something that we're looking at as well. You know, so giving education and then giving opportunities for people to learn. And that has been our conversation with Blair Green, the head of grappling for Team USA Wrestling.